0: Yo, this is Zero from El and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods. And in our intention, our intention is to gather our community to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Ajo, ometeo, tonansi, tonato.
1: We start out on this new road. No turning back.
0: But we have our ancestors with us.
1: We're going to continue to dance with them. Oh. Dreaming them. Oh
0: we are becoming what we were it is borrowed that maya prophecy Seven triangles of light. Keep walking toward the spirit of Hunapu. Keep walking. We, the human, we are doing the spirit of Hunapu. People who say that the gods made them from corn. they planned their lives according to the heavens. Well-versed in astronomy using a sophisticated mathematics.
1: They calculated the movements of the night sky thousands of years into the past and thousands of years into the future. They knew that the universe moved in cycles. Their lives were moved by the rhythms of the natural world,
0: planting and harvesting, birth and death. Just as the great tree
1: of life emerges from the earth.
0: Always they're
1: connected and religion. In dreams we learn from the Maya gods when to plant and when to harvest, when to set a fire and when to do the corn ceremony.
2: But what we're digging up, what we're coming up with is part of our history. And the men that lived here are some of the greatest men we've ever had. And it's a fact that we're getting to know more and more and more about the life of these people. They still maintain their customs. They still maintain their ways of organizing their societies. And it's very exciting to see how much of the ancient Maya wave life is still alive.
0: Because American history does not begin in 1492 with Columbus.
2: It begins in 200 BC with the first Maya king who wrote his name on a stump. What is happening now is the people who made these places, people like Yash Pak or Bird Jaguar or Fakal, are getting back their voices. They are becoming real to us. and. Speaking to the people of the 20th century about who built this place and why and what they felt and what they thought about the world. These are not anonymous people anymore.
0: You are the spirit of Unapku. Keep walking. We, the human, we are doing the spirit of Unapku. Yo, yo. Yo, yo, LA natives. LA natives, here we are. Zero Elvo, Armando, hip hop blog. Sorry we're a little late today But I had some family responsibilities to take care of Which is my mother And uh, I think I'll always get a pass from my brothers and sisters In the community when it comes to taking care of your parents You know, it's a, a long journey for me Because I didn't have that close relationship with my parents But now I've healed myself and understood that it's not their fault Whatever happened in a colonized world Holds the responsibility of those colonizers That made it that way So I have to go past that, heal myself And I spent some time with my mother So I apologize publicly And know that I have you guys My responsibility with alienators is always first So I just had to say that Armando You know what
2: I mean? You know what? Much respect to you I'm the same way When it comes to my mother She comes first
0: Absolutely You know it wasn't always that way with me though I didn't have that close relationship that I do now You know, now that I'm healed, now that I understood how the division works, um, I'm able to apply it, you know, or or I'm able to see it, so it's not there.
2: You know, me and my brother, we drove my mother insane, bro. Mm -hmm. We were getting kicked out of all the schools. We were the ones selling the drugs to all the kids. Mm -hmm. We were the ones invading these communities and infecting the population, man. So to embarrass her, Again and again and again, and then in retrospect, you know, we laugh it off, well, because I, it was it was all things that were meant to happen for me to learn from these experiences.
0: Well, also too, you're put in a system that you know right off the bat isn't for you. I mean, when you're put in disenfranchised situations, when you're put into uh, poverty-stricken neighborhoods, even if you're not one of those families that that uh, is, you know, happens to be poor. You know, you have a, a hard-working mom and a hard-working dad, and they do whatever they can to um, provide for you. So it, those growing pains, they always happen. But anyways, that's good that you, you, you have a close relationship with your mom in whichever way you can. And I am barely on my journey to, you know, I'm kind of late on that. But I can admit that to the community because I don't have nothing to hide. So, but now I spent this sunday with her and it went a little overtime with my family we took him to the Malinali shop which wow. we passed our inspection congratulations so, zero yeah brother we're, we're about a week away from really feeding the community on a daily basis and you know really putting this movement in into the forefront of los angeles um culture because that's what we're doing Armando. we're doing we're we're providing for los angeles a culture an invisible culture now it's not going to be invisible anymore you're going to know, like, it's not just going to be lowriders. It's going to be, you know, knowledge. It's going to be understanding your tonal. It's going to be understanding what foods are healthy for you. Enough is enough. It's time to heal. And that's where we're at. And that's why I'm excited for this new, um, well, maybe not a new artist, maybe a new artist to us, but dreaming. Australia, honor. That's dope. It's we an absolute
2: honor to have an artist at this caliber to join us today. Absolutely. Um,
0: I'm, I'm let's go ahead speechless. and bring, Absolutely. Him Absolutely. bring him in. Absolutely, oh, bring him in. A whole brother. How you doing?
1: Hello, brothers. It's a pleasure to be here with you.
0: Man, Australia. That's that's quite a ways. Tell us about That's your so movement cool over strange. there. T- tell us about your movement over there, because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, you know, our movement, our movement of, you know, exposing colonial rule and and disenfranchised and displacement of indigenous people. I can't even you, when you say Australia, the first thing you say is that, you know, the displacement of the aboriginals and or the disruption of their natural habitat. Right. Like they just want to be chill in their habitat, not bothered Um. I mean, I, I don't mean to hit you with the hot question right, right off the bat, but hmm. I have a feeling, though, just by your demeanor and, and interviewing you for the International Hip Hop Music Award, you know, just that short interview with you. I understood kind of everything you were saying. You didn't really say much, but I could feel it. So talk about it.
1: Yeah, firstly, uh, I just want to acknowledge this land that yeah. I'm on at the moment. I'm on my people's land of the Yorta Yorta. It's a beautiful part of country. It's about two hours north of so-called Melbourne, which some people might know of that listening, which is one of the largest cities out here in so-called Australia. And also want to acknowledge the lands where you're broadcasting from out there, in Turtle Island. I've been very blessed to to spend some time there, and it's a very sacred place as well that oh. that I'm very grateful to have mm. been there before. Mm. So in terms of you know where we're at at the moment is um. In many ways, you know, most certainly we're continuing on the work of what our ancestors have been doing ever since the colonial imprint began Mm. itself here in the 1700s, and then more for my people towards the mid to late 1800s, Mm. where our people were basically put into what we have here uh, is something that we call missions. And that was something where uh, you had the missionaries uh, coming to uh, gather up our people uh, as a part of you know, what was the directive in some instances, you know, there were positions where, where people were actually, you know, were trying to, um, you know, make sure that we survived as well. So it was a mixture of experiences, but either way, it did mean that our people were, were moved off the land after many of them were very dreadfully, uh, you know, massacred. You know, there's massacre sites all over country out here. And really, I guess, you know, there's never really been justice served in relation to that, Um, in terms of you know even first and foremost acknowledging that the genocide took place here and that these lands were invaded it's still something to this day that the current federal government for example really uh, resists acknowledging that very hard and Mm -hmm. so you know for us as a people we've been struggling you know very much to i guess be seen as sovereign people we absolutely believe that we are sovereign people and we act in accordance with that in as much as possible but granted there's been some very heavy processes that have been put on top of our people in various shapes and form and you know that continues to this day so we have absolutely you know a lot of grassroots people really just trying to keep activating and you know the flame is definitely alive and you know the flame is You know, for me in my lifetime, it's as big as what it's been ever Mm. for us, you know, pushing towards, you know, more land back, uh, pushing towards uh, our sovereign dominion and sovereign domain to, you know, have a a sense of currency in the broader society as well. And a lot of people are starting to, you know, really understand that and want to side with that and understand that, you know, so-called Australia is occupied uh, based off the stolen wealth and and access to, to land that was wrongfully accessed and you know, still impacts in instructive ways to this day. So, and you know, we're in a really interesting place and, you know, the things you really open to show up to with today, speaking about healing and all of those beautiful things, you know, that's exactly where we're at right now as well in terms of, you know, we, we need to heal, we need to acknowledge what's going down and, and find that path where everybody has a chance for the greatest sense of survival mm. into the future. So, you know, not only the next generation, but, you know, so we can actually have... A, you know multiple thousands of years of generations which is and that's obviously a global thing as well Mm -hmm. the work needs to be contributed to
2: hashtag global indigenous
0: global indigenous yeah absolutely brother i mean and also too you know even with with the silliness that's happening in all over the world over you know whatever it is they're calling it i mean the hardest restrictions came in in that area right in your area or i'm not sure how i mean obviously australia is huge but I know that the hardest restrictions, the no coming out of the house kind of stuff happened somewhere in that area, right?
1: Yeah, that did. That happened down in this part of, of so-called Australia. So across, um it was particularly in the city of, of so-called Melbourne, which is on the lands of the Kulin Nation people. Right. And um, I was living there. Uh, just before that kicked in and then I actually moved back home, which is two hours north of the city. But yeah, it was most definitely a really... You know it was a strange time and i guess you know for us um you know we've been really ramping up a movement in the mm. last few years um, particularly from about 2015 after the, the so-called prime minister at the time made a statement about um it was in regards to indigenous communities that the west australian government was wanting to basically shut down these remote communities primarily and there was You know, a couple of hundred communities that were looking to shut down. And there was a big resistance against that. And the prime minister at the time said that if Indigenous people wanted to keep living in these communities, that 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 was a lifestyle choice and it wasn't something that should be supported by the so called government in any way. And that, that created, you know, the biggest surge of, you know, resistance and fire in the people that I'd seen in my lifetime. And it was, you know, I guess it's just a blatant disregard of of any kind of responsibility around the support of indigenous communities. So basically, you know, they were going to turn off the water, they're going to turn off electricity and all of that huh. basically forced the people off the land. Yeah, it's it really crazy. And so that's you like know, when like, COVID like, came in. Like it's, it's almost yeah. like
0: they didn't read history books and they're just going to do something just yeah. as destructive as they did in the 1800s. Right. In the 1800s, it was like a straight up ma- oh, yeah. massacre. But like in this in this case, you know, it's almost worse to take your light to take your water. It's almost worse to do that. What you want to see people oh. suffer and starve and <laughs> dehydrate? It's like doesn't make sense. But anyways, Fair I don't. The- I, I I just want to I just want to say, right off the bat, brother, you're struggling. You're struggling just like we are over here, and and that's cool that we have the technology to exp- one expose your area, and. And get inspired by you guys because obviously you guys did a great job where they locked you guys down they were like no nobody's gonna i mean i seen people getting arrested for posting on facebook something that was like a, mm-hmm. a mass gathering like i don't know if that was exaggerated but it was live on ig and you see this lady like terrified from so-called australia you know and she's mm-hmm. terrified and, and this is the white lady this isn't even an Aboriginal lady who's speaking up for rights. This is just a person that's saying, hey, this is going too far. And so they're going, oh, well, let's shut every movement down here. And <laughs> let's, let's make a point. And it seems like that's what's happening over here, too. So, I mean, big ups to you, but let's hear more about your struggle. I mean, and how your music ties into it and what your inspirations are. You know, I want to hear that. You're a very beautiful spirit, brother. I just want to tell you that
1: and thank you brother Um, yeah look it's been you know a real interesting time uh, for our people again like with COVID I suppose you know we were really pre-COVID at a point where there was some really beautiful and strong things happening we had you know in in so-called Victoria on Joparang land which is a couple hours from where I am a couple hours from the city as well you know for example out there we had a a stand there uh, in the Grounds of sovereignty to protect a particular part of country there, where that went on for a couple of years, where these you know these sites that were considered as sacred from the local people, they protected that. Now, unfortunately, I believe that through COVID and the way that that affected the way people could continue to uh, activate, unfortunately, you know that that got broken down and mm. and those our mm. uh, lands that they were protecting these very sacred trees that were on that site, which was, in fact, a very sacred woman's site that was um, destructed, which was very sad. So, you know, we're at this point where, you know, we're starting to see actions like that, which, um, you know, for a lot of people in their lived lifetime, they haven't necessarily seen that. So it's very invigorating to see that that's the point where we're at again. It's very sad to see that, that's what we have to do. So, in so-called Victoria, it's it's kind of more or less seen as the most, I guess, uh, liberal and, and um, forward-thinking, progressive part of of you know the whole so-called Australia. But in many ways, there's still blatant disregard for Indigenous uh, rights, and particularly around land, you see mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these issues that Indigenous people are having with country, and you know, that's a, a difficulty on my own people's land as well, where You know, we're still fighting just to, you know, be able to care for the land freely on our own terms. We still have a lot of people pushing back against that. And we still see blatant destruction happening, you know, on a regular. Mm -hmm. So right now, one of the biggest things for me is, you know, actually freeing up my time. So, you know, I've just made a decision to, you know, not have a permanent job really Mm -hmm. for the first time in the last 10 years to, Mm -hmm. To actually make a lot more time so i can be more malleable to be there for our people because you know one of the biggest things i see out here is you know the assimila- assimilation of how a nine to five something you know as simple as a nine to five job can soak up the time of the people and the energy and also soak up all that spiritual energy mm. that like is so rich mm-hmm. it's so powerful it's so potent and they've got most of our people choked up now in chains in that type of way instead of, you know, back on the mission as well. So, you know, for me, a big thing within, you know, the next little chapter for myself is to, like, keep my spirit, and my mulliner as free as possible so that, you know, I can be malleable and be responsive to be able to contribute to whether that's direct action frontline type activity for the community to stand protect the a sacred site or you know whatever other thing that might be it might be an elder that you know wants to do a ceremony or go and gather something from the land and i feel you know a lot more of our people need to like start freeing the chains Mm -hmm. so that we can actually like build that new model because the government or the so-called government is so far behind and you know either way whether they're behind or whether they're up to time with us At the end of the day, like we are sovereign people and we have the right to uh, determine the destiny that our people should have. And so, for me, just you know, bit by bit, piece by piece, working with you know our own people and then those that understand the direction that we're going into is such an important thing right now. And there definitely is a, a groundswell of people wanting to get behind that at the moment. Um, granted it's not everybody but there are a lot of people that that want to see uh, justice here on this land and, and they're fearing the future of their own children as well like non-indigenous people they're fearing that like their children and their grandchildren are going to be living in a land where there's you know crazy bushfires every year or where you know even there might not even be any forest left and water to drink that's clean you mm. know they very real fears that are permeating across i mean society if, out
0: if, here. if i was if i was of a colonial descent or white person you know someone who has that you're lesser than me attitude just because of the color of your skin they they all have fear that's the main reason why they do it mm. and my thing is i think they fear for their grandchildren that they're never going to meet because they're not leaving stable ground for community, for um, interhuman relationships, that's the thing that we that they suffer from over here. Over here, they try to hide it. They just don't talk about it. They won't make movies about it. It's just like what? There's indigenous people here still. Like some people could say that. Some people will look at you, even if they're not white, will look at you straight in your face and go, "What? There's still native people? There was 65 million natives here." They still haven't gotten rid of us. They <clears throat> raped us. They mixed us. They put us in certain areas. They ma- they marginalized us. It's like we became the minority because we were prisoners of war. That's when we became the minority. When you're a prisoner of war, they're not even going to count you. They don't even think you exist. You're like the peasants of the peasants of a caste system. Right. And they're always going to keep you there. So when, when, I'm glad that you explained your struggle here. I'm going to explain the struggle here, but you just explained your struggle over there in the sense that they're never going to catch up. It's not meant for them to catch up ever. Mm-hmm. It's meant for them to put a seed inside of you going, oh, one day they'll catch up or one day they'll give, a, give us what we need or one day they'll be rational. Who's rational? Whoever looked at the eyes of a rapist and said, oh, wow, he's rational. A guy, a thief of land. Someone who disrespects the most sacred thing you can possibly have is just water. They're never going to catch up. Uh, I I just want to make that clear, at least from my perspective and being the host of LA Natives. They'll never catch up. It's not meant for them to catch up. We need to understand that. And that puts us back into the sovereign situation. Because when we work together communally, we realize Oh, well, we have medicines here and we know how to clean water over here. And then land back doesn't mean I have a paper that says this is my land back. Land back means I know how to find water. I know how to build a fire and keep it safe so it doesn't hurt anything else. Right. You have a relationship with all these things. That's what our ancestors planted a seed in us deep, deep, deep inside of us that these things never fall apart. If you have these principles and understanding. And I'm glad that you're sharing that with us because I, I, I personally don't have too much. I, I've seen few movies, documentaries, good good movies of so called Australian Aboriginals or whatever. I'm I'm not I want to be educated on it so I could call you guys the right thing, so I could call that landmass like you know our landmass, Turtle Island, you know, Anawak, the Sawansuyu. These are the original names that our ancestors created. And humility of the sun and the stars. We were humble to that. We didn't go, oh, we can control it. We said, Whoa, oh, that's mm-hmm. powerful stuff, you know. But mm-hmm. creating this relationship with you gives me hope. Because it mm-hmm. sounds like you guys are finding your way through community in the best way you can. Absolutely.
1: Most definitely, you know, that's uh you know, one thing you are very blessed with is you know, we are we're very resilient people, mm. you know. Some might say stubborn, and for me, what I say is, well, you know, it's because we're connected to sixty to eighty thousand plus years of of our ancestors' spirit and sacredness within this land. Like, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't let go of that if I if I wanted to, because it's <laughs> it's part of who I am. Like, mm. our ancestors are still here with us; they're still within the land. We are a part of the land, mm. and. You know, I'm very blessed that I got to grow up on my people's land as well. I've just moved back here. And for me, you know, like so often people say, what keeps you going, what keeps you going? And for me, it's just, you know, the force field of my very existence itself Mm. is just a part of that. You know, it actually, like, ultimately, it's not even a, a thing that I have any consideration over. I just, you know, try to acknowledge it and listen to it and go with it. And particularly around those concepts that you spoke about, That that is so important in terms of the relationality to all living beings Mm. within our land, and coming to deeper and deeper a respect and acknowledgement of that through actually uh, knowing it in a greater and greater way. Which, as you said, in terms of land back, like it's also it's us, like getting back to the land. Exactly. Yeah. Like we are land back. Exactly. When we're on the land. Yeah. Because we are land as well. So. Absolutely resonate with that. It's such a well, it you know, breaks, beautiful it Well, breaks,
0: it breaks colonial perspective,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: It breaks colonial perspective because their perspective is, I own this paper, so mm-hmm. that means I own this land, right? Mm-hmm. When we were telling them, I'm sure your ancestors were telling them, no, we can never own land. It owns us, right? Mm-hmm. We have a relationship with it. We treat it this way. We'll teach you how to live here. But they're like, no, this paper says you need to leave. Because I own this land, which in turn creates a perception in our youth that says we want a paper that says we own this land. No, we don't. I can give mm-hmm. a shit about their papers. I could go mm-hmm. run away deep into a mountain and I want to see them find me. That's the kind of land back I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm sure you mm-hmm. can do the same in your in your land. Where it hides you, where it blankets you, mm-hmm. where you know it so well. Mm-hmm. You know the times of day so well that you can maneuver. That's how you learn how to hunt. Mm-hmm. You don't just go out in the middle of the day. and oh, it's just, This is the process, understanding the night, the day, mm-hmm. the evening, the midnight, the sunrise, the fasting, the, the water. Oh, wow, I finally found water. I didn't have water for two days. I finally found it. The appreciation of that is land back. Mm-hmm. That is land for me. I don't know what you think.
1: Absolutely. No, I'm 100% with that. And, you know, just to speak a little bit further about, you know, what I'm up to at the moment, you know, in coming home, I guess the other thing that was really dawning on me was, you know, with the young people in the community with so much, you know, going on at the moment, like the, the conversations around politics have, have heightened to a crazy extent. And, you know, all of this deconstructing of, systemic racism and so on and so forth like it's mm. really heavy mm-hmm. big time conversations that that we didn't have in the forefront of our day-to-day lives as young people growing up mm. and i think about that and i often think like that is that's is so challenging for the young people to be in amidst that mm. and so for me like you know this is where we have one of those special gifts and i guess it just so falls into line in a you in know a, in a really synergistic way that What we can actually do to try and help with that as well is, like, embed our young people back into the landscape, Mm. as though it's just like you know getting out of bed and having a glass of water in the morning. To Mm. really empower them and let them know that their sovereignty is real, and that like they are already everything that their ancestors want them to be, Mm. by you know merely acknowledging, merely by giving love and respect to like all of our country all the living beings and for them to have an intimate knowledge of that and for example you know we're doing that by taking young people out in the community and getting them involved in things that are very sacred such as uh you know using cultural fire within the landscape mm-hmm. uh helping them learn how to build things within the landscape such as our natural uh, homes from you know pre-colonial times so that mm-hmm. you know hopefully by the time that they're so-called adult that Like they could actually just live within the land themselves and they will be bursting with vibrance in relation to knowing who they are. And these colonial concepts will be rather secondary to them Mm. because it's been so reaffirmed and reinforced at at such a young age. And, you know, I guess there's, there's a lot of work to do with our adult populations who unfortunately grew up in a very... You know, colonial society that mm. so-called Australia is is such a, a similar, uh, you know, indoctrinating society. And if you ever come out here, you will definitely, I'll uh, see it in you know plain sight that that's clearly what's going on. But mm. you know, you know, the the beauty of our youth, you know, uh, I'm really inspired by that and the way that you know when they engage with particular things around concepts of you know, who they truly are, they they see it and they feel it. And they can hear it and so that's you know something that gives me a lot of inspiration right now is is the way that you know the voices of our old people our ancestors are really singing strong right now mm, and it's mm. it's having a flow on effect and, mm. you know we're just trying to play a little piece to the puzzle mm. within that right now mm. uh, many of us i'm acknowledging that we still have so much healing you know intergenerational, as, uh,
0: as 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 you were explaining you know putting youth back into nature Mm -hmm. i almost got the 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 have you ever got a goldfish and they put it in a bag and then you put it into Mm -hmm. the goldfish bowl but you don't just dump it into the goldfish bowl you put the bag Mm -hmm. in the water so it what acclimates Mm -hmm. right and naturally starts to acclimate the temperatures get the same then you could put it in Mm -hmm. It sounded exactly like what you were explaining with youth Mm -hmm. it's like there is no book they're going to read no song they're going to hear more powerful than just putting them in nature and letting them acc- acclimate themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Those, like you said, and that's where the, the ether comes into play where your ancestors' songs mm-hmm. penetrate. And, and it's just, the memory yeah. is not in your mind. It's in your blood. right? Mm-hmm. And then you start to hear these things, right? And you start to connect mm-hmm. innately. Land back. That's a land mm-hmm. back right there. Because the wind is a part of the land. It sweeps it across. It carries things, you know. What an amazing picture you painted for me, brother. I want to do that. We got to do something like that. Armando yes, such an here. amazing
2: conversation, especially knowing that just be, be, between you, I mean, both you guys, the tip of the spear is hip hop. Like, yeah. That's what I love about this podcast, that we showcase dope indigenous hip hop artists
0: and, and that, ha- that, that truly have a voice. And... We put, you know, we act like we go, I have to go to a protest to be on the front line. But really, my, my, my friend, Fridal Rodriguez, just posted a thing about, uh, a documentary about how conscious hip hop gets attacked, right, quietly, in whichever way, they'll throw drugs your way, they'll throw somebody your way, some conflict will happen and boom, because you're saying a message, you're gathering people, you're, you're making a difference, that that says a lot, right? So now we've got Dreaming, who who obviously is a, a frontline worker. I mean, he, he puts all his love into his music, and obviously he has something to say. I know I've been saying something for 22 years. You know, the genocide of indigenous people has never been recognized by anyone. They just say that happened a long time ago.
2: So can I ask you, Dreaming, like, um, are you with the independent label? Um, are you not signed do you have like a team behind you or a machine behind you that's you know pushing you forward
1: yeah look um you know releasing music for me was something that it took me quite a while to come to even to that point to to be really sure about it was something that i wanted to do for a long time I, I you know i was going through a lot of i guess spiritual processing and and trying to understand like should i even record songs like you know, on that very deep level, just fundamentally understanding if spiritually, you know, I should go down that pathway. And I guess, you know, in part of that process, in taking that time to do so, I suppose by the time it came to releasing music, I wanted it to be, I guess, as autonomous as possible. And that was really largely for spiritual reasons and around my spiritual liberation and and not to have the waters tainted around that, so to speak. So. When I began to release music, I released my first track, which is called Australia Does Not Exist, uh, fully uh, through the independent route. And, you know, it's all just gone from there for me in terms of realizing that like that's actually something that I could do and then understanding how different processes work within the music sector, uh, so to speak, one piece at a time, uh, whether that's, you know, doing PR or, you know, just the whole of everything, you know, it's been a great learning journey for me and, like, I really, you know, I continue to try to uphold that as much as possible so that, you know, a lot of other people might say, well, maybe it was better if you just, like, tried to get signed or, like, something earlier on. But, you know, for me, the great thing I've been able to do is is go through a great learning journey to really understand how you can stand as a sovereign or autonomous artist. And so, you know, in doing that, I guess I've wanted to, you know, be able to then work with younger artists and really... Help to guide them in a way that i can show them how they could you know either do things uh fully autonomously or or just in a balanced way where they can still have like strong uh indigenous networks and cultural support mechanisms for their work as well so um the long story short is ultimately um you know it's been myself pushing everything that i'm doing and i definitely got pierced that uh, thank you thank you congratulations and, you know, bro I, you
0: did you you did really well i mean According to Armando and his research, I mean, is the congrats? That's not easy to do. I, you're sounding like it's oh yeah, we just gotta do this. That's <laughs> like
2: well, and, and guys, it's the only, it's hard, and, and, and in the climate that we live in today, that's the only way it should be done, right? Dreaming like you know, take taking the, the time, take your career by the horns, and, and doing it yourself because it, it's a full blown independent industry now.
0: Yeah, and if you do get too much help, you're you're sacrificing. Things, like your voice, so <laughs> your look. So can I ask all you this stuff.
2: out there in in Australia? Is there a, a genre that's called Indigenous hip hop, or is there a scene that's an Indigenous hip hop scene? Because out here in 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 the states, um, there is a genre that exists that's titled Indigenous hip hop
1: yeah look i would definitely say it's that it's at the point where there's enough artists that are out there with their content that you would actually say it's a genre sub of hip-hop in itself and it's it's an ever rapidly growing one and it's a really powerful one a lot of artists that they're breaking out into you know the broader you know acknowledgement into the you know mainstream you know you've got a lot of people all over the television and like not to say that's a marker of success and so forth, but it's indicative of where the current, I guess, national conversations are at in terms of Indigenous rights, which is without a doubt one of, you know, the largest conversations in this country at the moment. And and it's just getting louder and louder every year to the point where I'd say it's probably, you know, would be in the top five, 10 conversations in this country at the moment. So um, Indigenous music as a whole is really booming and like, hip-hop has just been so resonant with young indigenous people out here ever since it's it's been out here like our young people really love hip-hop and so like who, got a, who who are the I mean? artists
0: out there that they're like kind of oh wow this dude's dope and where's that yeah, where's where that artist usually from like is it like the typical ones like snoop dogg or you know what i mean like or is it like different artists that are like in the sub like i said in the underground part of it
1: definitely like there's a you know, you've got that's the thing, like, even within indigenous hip hop, you've got mainstream, you've got underground, mm, mm. you've got like so many different sub genres there. Like, people are doing it all in their their own kind of way, which is pretty amazing, you know. And I also want to acknowledge that there have been indigenous people doing hip hop going back quite a long period oh, yeah. of time. Like, Absolutely. Say, 20, 20 years ago, Absolutely. we had people doing stuff. Um, even my younger brother was doing you know his thing sort of you know mid 2000s but see at that time it was not i guess on trend to really uh to be doing indigenous hip-hop and to speak up about indigenous rights it was probably more likely that a white hip-hop artist singing about indigenous rights was going to get platformed than actual indigenous hip-hop artists and there's a song by the name of 66% from a name a group by the name of the herd which went viral at the time and that was That was a white group Mm. so you know it's just been amazing to see how much that transformation has taken place and now you do have people who just absolutely blown up in the mainstream such as a an artist by the name of baker boy who's you know he's enormous like you see his face you know in all kinds of places he's he's become a a poster boy for you know indigeneity almost in a way Mm. and become this whole type of um you know celebrity figure and then you've got some really underground you know lyricist type artists as well coming through there's a you know a brother by the name of jk47 who's dropped you know one of the greatest hip-hop albums i think i've ever listened to just just last year who's coming through with that that underground hip-hop type feeling but really you know amazing indigenous empowerments and indigenous stories through his works you've got like everything you got young cats into the trap as well Mm. You know, you've got uh, young kids in community talking about community-based stuff, which, you know, to me that's some of my favourite stuff. In fact, is, you know, that really regionalized type mm. storytelling that is really contributing to the continuation of like stories still that come like straight from the heart of country and straight mm. from the heart of people. So, mm. you know, the diversity of it for me that's that's the most beautiful and powerful thing about it is that, you know, some people want to go mainstream, but like others are just going a full sovereign route. Others are just staying in their communities And it's just a real special thing And I'm fascinated I, to see I, I, you know Where I have, it's going to go to
0: I have, a, I have a strong opinion about it I don't know, maybe it's just because it's me And the way I studied history But they're never going to put anybody Of indigenous descent on that platform Because there's too much guilt there what are they going to say? What is someone at that level going to say? They're not going to mention the genocide that happened to their people and the reservations and the murders and the, the teen suicide that's happening across the nation in every single reserve. They're not going to say anything. They're never going to put somebody of that caliber on that platform. That's why I like your idea. Because nowadays you need a camera. You need a phone. You need a good network. You need consistency. You need good products. And you could do it yourself in whichever way. We're not trying to heal the world. We can only do what you can, right? I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. professing to heal the world. I'm professing mm-hmm. to be a strong warrior for myself, for my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I take care of my body. I try my best to get along with my partner. Mm-hmm. I love my children. I understand the energies of time because my Uncle Masatine is teaching us the tonal. I mean, and then you have your, I mean, dude, your spirit is so you you don't have to say a word and you can feel the commitment you have to what you're talking about. And that's what I'm talking about. Everyone needs to be that way. Imagine if everyone was that way. Then we would go, okay, well, if you want to be disruptive, make sure you're over there in that corner. You could be disruptive together over there. There's enough land. That's what we kept telling you. There's enough land. Right? But if we... Feel like we need papers or documents or filings. Once we go into that mode, we lost. Mm-hmm. We lost because who rules their courts? They do. That's why the, the mm-hmm. it's a gig. It's a it's a, what do they call it? It's a, the gig is rigged. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a rigged thing. Mm-hmm. It's not. Let's stop thinking that it isn't. That mm-hmm. once we stop that, then we go okay. Well, what creatively? What what could we do creatively? A lot of people don't understand. The Mayas existed for thousands of years, but then they had temples that were abandoned. Well, what happened? Did they disappear? Did a spaceship come for them? No. The rulership started fucking up, and the rest of the people said, we're not doing shit for you no more. And they went their own way, and they created other societies, other cities, other evolution. How can we continually work for them? (laughs) There has to be a creative solution to this. And that, that, that comes with what you just explained about how you put your music together, how you get it so successful. Even if it only reaches this amount of success, look how much you affected. 10,000 followers? That's a lot. Your spirit's beautiful, bro. Congratulations. I'm glad to meet you. I'm hoping that we can connect and do something powerful together because the humility that comes from your voice and your tone respects.
1: And thank you brother i really appreciate just being able to connect with you and you know really just i suppose with my music that's the most important thing for me ultimately is uh, at the end of the day is to connect with other indigenous people first Mm. and foremost and just build you know understand one another and Mm. support one another and you know see each other in a way that you know maybe without you know, these music platforms that wouldn't have been able to do. So, absolutely and you know, I'm just really grateful that our ancestors invested in us this mm. drive to to create song and to keep sharing story because what it's enabled us to do is to actually find each other in the world. Like, you know, that fire just out in the forest for, you know, the children to find and, and keep on breathing through and dreaming oh, through as well. So Absolutely. Feel it's,
0: it's amazing to know that, you know, because whenever I hear the story of um, the original people of so-called Australia you automatically go that's us that's us we, we're going through the same thing we're the same color we may look different but it's a vibration like you said mm-hmm. our ancestors caught that vibration and implanted <clears throat> it or buried it and said one day it's going to come out again when we put that much <clears throat> love into it you know so that they can one day plant another seed that will last another thousand years these 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 um intentions aren't permanent that's why you work hard to get them to this certain place you know cuz they're impermanent they're pieces of art each human is a piece of art and bro i love your art it's cool i'm glad i met you again i, I always like to praise my guests because that's my, my job as an ambassador of, of, of Tongva land, you know, of, of Turtle Island, of Anahuac. All those names, that's how long I've researched. That's, every name has a hundred year period. So I understood the evolution. And I'm just that ambassador. And I kind of felt like I met an ambassador of, of your original lands. And I know that with Armando's help and our music and our intention... We can offer something, pay tribute to the community that loves us and that we love. And best believe,
2: uh, when we find out you're in Los Angeles, man, it's definitely going to be. Yeah, we have to do something. He has to do the experience. mic session. He has
0: to yeah. do the mic session. Hopefully, we could organize a gig and we could be in communication because I just like your vibe, bro. You're, you, this is what we need. This is we need to be strong, healed, not going through a healing process. We need to be strong, healed. You know In other words What I got cut The warrior Does he give up No He ties something on there So he could keep going As he's healing Oh I found this branch Here you go Here's a medicine But I'm keeping We have to be healed Moving And I feel like That's That's this brother right here
2: Having dreaming on this podcast I believe it's a hand and glove fit Because You know We are against the grain Right At this podcast
0: Um but we're not commercial. And you try to be commercial. Like the, the young kid, unfortunately, we had a young kid, right? Barely in the music industry. Shares a song he shouldn't share because he agreed, to ma- he agreed with management that he shouldn't share that song, right? Now, I was confused because I'm like, whoa, wait. You're on a fucking autonomous show, bro. Like, first of all, we're not going to exploit your music. And two, you should be able to do whatever you want with your music at any time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Whenever you have restrictions mm-hmm. of that nature... It's something to kind of just keep in mind Not bad, not good Just keep in mind And you know, you've been an autonomous
2: artist For your whole career, right, Zero?
0: Yeah Well, I invested in myself And I, and I, and I paid for videos When it wasn't, it wasn't cheap to do But that's the part of the art You know what I mean? The impermanent part of it But how long it lasts is really The test of time And when you talk about Jaguar Prophecies, that's 2002 we released that album. You know, we talk about Evolution, that was 2006. But these albums are still talked about. Obviously, I have new releases. But see how it evolves? It went from one thing to another, just like the great Mayan city that leadership went the wrong way and people just decided not to be a part. We need to take that mentality and create things with it not destroy a system that destroys itself. Once you unplug from that system, you see it destroy itself. But when you're plugged into it, when you believe that there's a ray of hope, that they have a magical page on their constitution. I mean, they're telling you right there. I can only speak for for this side of uh, of the globe, but there's this magical page that says, no, it's all good for everyone. Watch, just keep going. And if you're that guy chasing the carrot or the woman chasing the carrot or the family chasing the carrot, you're going, one day it's going to be like that, but I have to live 50 years or maybe my great-great-grandchildren have to go through 100 years of slavitude that maybe one day I'll find that page or paragraph or or sentence that'll say that that's, that's what you meant. You're a liar. And I'm talking about colonials. I'm talking about wherever they come from, whatever they stem from. And we know where they stem from, the church, because the church funds everything. This is the richest thing on the planet. Just call it what it is so we can deal with each other. Because if we just go like this and not know how to see without our eyes. Right. That takes practice. So. And I love how. um, Anyways, I went on a little rant there, dude. I got. (laughs) I just love how you mentioned
2: about the whole nine to five thing. You know, out here in the US. That's slavery. It just seems to me like everyone just stuck on fear of losing a job. Keeping a job Jobs are not secure You know They're pushing and, it and, and for me I was stuck in that trap mm-hmm. too until, push- until I realized My true potential Yeah You know mm-hmm. you believed And then in yourself. once I quit My 9 to 5 I'm never gonna go back
0: Yeah You believed in yourself You know You believed in your creativity
2: mm-hmm. And for dreaming to If I'm not mistaken You recently quit your job
0: hmm Right You went full-time artist Right
1: <clears throat> Yeah Yeah Just um I feel like it's been a long time overdue. That you know, I really, I've been called to to do it a long time ago, and you know, for a long time, I actually I resisted getting caught up in the nine to five. So throughout my whole Mm. twenties, I actually was was telling myself that that I never wanted to work a permanent job at all, and I resisted until I was thirty before I worked my first permanent job, which is you know that was almost ten years ago now. So. You know, for me, um, you know, to come back to that point and be like, all right, you know, I went through this and that in terms of not necessarily like checking out what, what that system was about, but like I can understand and appreciate on a whole nother level how important our, our liberation of our time is to whatever we need to do and that there's an illusion that they paint around um, security, which like I actually like I understand and respect it. Because, like, there's families, you know, that that they need a certain amount of, unfortunately, monetary security within the societal construct. But, like, at the same time, say somebody, like, who doesn't have children and so on and so forth, then there might be pressures on them to still, oh, you need to be saving for, you know, this, you need to be saving for that in order to be secure. But what what are we really securing when we're dislodging and fragmenting the power of our spirit mm. and what that actually is and how wealthy our spirit can actually be in the flow on effect of what that can give to everything that that is connected into us that once we acknowledge that for me our our value and worth is infinitely more powerful and automatically we can become so much more influential within our day-to-day lives, not only on ourselves, but all those things that surround us. And again, like it, it does come back to, you know, land back again, like how can we be land back if we have a chain around our throat that we're willingly putting upon ourselves. And again, like I acknowledge, that everybody's not at a point where they can make these types of decisions. But if you are at that point where you can make that decision and you choose not to, then what are you actually moving? Are you moving towards servitude and slavitude mm-hmm. by choice? Uh, and for me, I just feel that, you know, that's that's something that we can, you know, if we get those opportunities to move away from that, then like there's voices there that are, that are really important to be listened to that you know only we're going to hear them voices somebody else can't hear that for us and it's our choice how we conduct ourselves based upon that voice that we do hear.
2: Mm. wow zero i could completely relate to yeah. that it's such a powerful um wording perspective right there. yeah perspective. And, and, and that perspective yeah. right there brother because like for me i had that fear you know and to find out someone's out there spreading that positive message to all the kids out there to make them aware. Hey, look, don't get caught up in that trap, you know, and just much respect to you, Dreamy,
0: you know? Well, yeah, giving that message to the youth, that's where we're at. It's almost like back in the, in the, like, when I was a kid around 18, the advice from older people was get a good job. Get a good job or go to school and get your degree. But that was outdated already, too. You know, they're giving me outdated information like maybe two or three decades. Maybe if I lived in the 30s and they get old, try to get into school then, maybe. But there was so much there was so much racism that no one talks about, you know, that our grandparents had to work fucking 10 times harder, 10 times harder. And you know what the story was? Every day they would gather up, look at their paycheck and everybody would be shorted at least two hours here, three hours there. Four hours there. Two hours there. So the whole group saw shit, what the fuck? You know, the, and, the story and, that team told us. Yeah. What the fuck, man? They're shorting my check, and they're getting all pissed, and they're starting to, And then they look to the right, and they go, oh, but we built that building.
2: But Taking advantage, bro. Dreaming it <clears throat> in the coffin about, you know, for me personally, Zero, you know me, man. Like, I'm not rich. I, I'd rather die broke but know that I made it heavy impact and influence Mm -hmm. in the community Mm -hmm. because the only way to influence is to trigger your true energy
0: Mm -hmm. am i right yeah yeah like because they like dreaming right like they think money is that they think money is that oh look at how smart i am look at how much money that that's not smart
2: right dreaming like Mm -hmm. i'm sure your whole philosophy is to influence as many people as you can right like money is not your priority especially it isn't for me because i humble myself being aware that i have to serve a community zero you know what i'm saying i can't just think money 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 to a community that i serve because
0: i just it's restricting to it's sleep rest- at night it's restricting to think in that way because if you make a move you're gonna lose money so what, while we're talking i had this great epiphany I had this epiphany, not great epiphany I had this epiphany. I was excited about it because it says it told me your sovereignty is worth more than money, mm. because if you have a lot of money, you're less sovereign because things are dependent on you having mm. that money. You understand? You understand? Mm. Like you have a sponsor, you have a record label, you have whatever. You can even have a wife, a sister, a mother that's scared for you or for some reason, you know what I mean? And they restrict you because of this money. They don't want to lose this money, right? But having sovereignty of your skill and your art and your ability to create whatever it is, whether it be cooking, whether it be painting, whether it be writing songs, whether it be communal work, whatever it is, if you own that sovereignty, no one can buy that sovereignty for you. That's the most valuable thing you could ever create. And that's what he did. That's what he did. That's what Dreaming did. Awesome example, brother. Right? Because you're full-time artist. You are 100% sovereign. Unless you sell that sovereignty to someone else or a sponsor or some sort of whatever. Record label. It doesn't matter. That's amazing. I like and, that. And I I'm could, glad we were able to talk about and that I here. Hear and imprint it on YouTube.
2: Yeah. And from the looks of it, according to... Dreaming, there's a a a good organic uprising over there. That's that is against the narrative, you know. And I would hope there's a grassroots uprising out here.
0: In in a in a way that's more constructive than destructive.
2: U.S. out here, dude, it's a circus. Zero, you you know how it is, man. Mass media, just I think it's bad out here.
0: The way I look at it is if if you look at ancient cultures and what their grandfathers left them in terms of knowledge, that's what gives you stability in the future. You may be took in from it for a little while, but eventually you're going to meet somebody that's going to know something and it's going to trigger you. And then this innate understanding comes back to you because it was stolen. It has no balance in the universe. It has to come back to balance. You'll have to run into it. And then you choose not to be a part of it. You understand? So that's that's what we have to try to work towards. Because that's the real revolution. Right? It's not destroying colonial buildings or ripping up paperwork. But when you break the perspective that they even told the truth once, every treaty they wrote, Broken. Broken. Even today, they try to take more land from that treaty that they supposedly wrote. Yet they still ride on this high horse that we're all good. This is a peaceful land. This isn't racism. It's a fucking gas lighting for hundreds of years. And we're children, so we believe it. But the minute we step into that forest and acclimate, just like Dreaming said, I mean, I could see the steps he took to... Center himself and to be accurate with his message. Powerful dude. Yeah, I like this conversation because it gives us great examples. You know, we can apply these things here.
2: And this conversation is just the perfect conversation for this platform.
0: Yeah, let's not get frustrated. It's going to take time. How long did it take them to get to this point? 500 years? Okay, well. Let's say 1,000 years from now, we're going to be completely autonomous because we'll be sovereign people. That's what made those ancient cultures powerful is that they, everybody had their own sovereignty. Everybody owned their own skill. There wasn't a corporation of, you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. I could give this guy $300,000 a year and I, could, I got his skills, everything, all of his intellectual property. If he, collect, if he creates it in my building, is mine. Right? Whether it be music or, you know, all that stuff. It's intellectual property. Right? But we have to learn how to deal with colonials. We have to learn how to do that. And man, when you look to so called Australia, their movements are strong. Their people are, man, right on. I can't say anything, I, everybody I've met from there is just like really wise, really connected and still holding strong to their aboriginal roots. That's why, you know, honored to have you on here, Dreamin'. And uh, I know we're going to probably either play a show together or do a song together because it would be cool to do that with you. And we didn't even play any of his music, you know. For, For anyone
2: up. that's tuning in Make sure you guys follow
0: Dreaming Absolutely um, Just because he's the coolest fucking guy in the world Man look at this put guy Put him on
2: your playlist on Spotify Follow him on Instagram Yeah um, It's a super honor to have him on this uh, podcast It's from yeah, the man. other side of the world
0: Yeah share, share your handles brother what, what, How can we find you Where can we find you Where are your major platforms Do you have a website We need to connect with you You guys need to go buy his stuff Support this brother because he's reclaiming his sovereignty. That's what we all gonna do. We're all gonna reclaim our sovereignty. We're all gonna wear our quetzal feathers.
1: I'm a sovereign person. Absolutely, second, second that, and I want to acknowledge, um, you know, that that I believe that's inevitable. That Indigenous people, our sovereignty is central and it's key as it's always been, and it's undeniable. And we see in the shifts in the world, like to come back to part of what I was talking about earlier in terms of the way that there's this trickery that goes on Mm. to say that your power isn't enough. And we saw that generations ago where people said, don't do this as an indigenous person. It's like, that's inhuman for you to, I'll do these things throughout your day-to-day, whether that's you know gathering food from the land, and mm. and now we see that while they've got us still in this type of confinement within Western ways, now they're going off and they're attempting to, in ways, monopolize those powerful ways that that were and still are ours, and again trying to push us on the outer of the things which are actually core to our power and central to our power and still are central to our power as indigenous people Mm. so you know the movement's already happening and even you know there's been attempts to exclude us from that but you know the beautiful thing for me is that again as sovereigns when we live within that power there's there's eventually going to be a tipping point that's going to come that that will not be able to be Held back anymore, and I fully believe that for Indigenous people globally, that you know that's a place that is down the path, down the road. And when the earth is on its last throws, hanging on the edge of a cliff, it will indeed be Indigenous people that people will be looking to, pleading with for answers and ways, and the magic and the healing and the spirit to help us all to continue to survive. So, I just wanted to. Give those a couple of words mm. and also um thank you for this platform here today i really appreciate it it's very beautiful to connect with you all i'm very grateful for that and my artist name name it is dreaming now um that's dreaming without other uh, vowels this d-r-m-n-g-n-o-w and you can find my work particularly via instagram which is probably where i'm most active instagram and also i have a facebook page with the same handle as well and all of my works are up on all uh, your various streaming platforms including a few uh, visual pieces as well that can mm-hmm. be found up on YouTube too
0: well man you're an amazing person bro I I, I kind of don't want to cut this interview off but I know you have a time constraint and, and it's cool that you spent time in that you know I apologize for being late but I was with my mother <laughs> I can't put that I can't rush that mm-hmm. sometimes um, mm-hmm. but Thank you for bringing understanding with that. And thank you for being a, an amazing conversation. And hopefully something will come from it, a gig. You know, I'm sure that we're not going to lose touch, you know, and mm-hmm. blessings and know that we'll, we'll put down some tobacco for your movement out there. We'll burn some sage for your ancestors mm-hmm. to hear you. And know that, that the global shift is autonomy sovereignty of your own self your own thoughts don't look to corporations schools or institutions or colonials to heal you because they're not they're not meant to be that and uh we'll see you soon brother
1: and thank you brothers such an honor and we will speak again Uh-oh. in the future thank you
0: Uh-oh. wow wow you australia know so-called australia so-called so, australia so many jams now on
2: so many jams i'm taking away from this powerful conversation God, that dude's man. cool man, like how he so, said when, how once, once the earth is on the edge of that cliff yeah you know people are going to turn to the indigenous people yeah it's only right right who else are you going to turn to Zero, the corporate elites no with the suit and ties
0: you know i read an article a long time ago it was actually like a published paper by a scholar from school. So it wasn't in a book. It was just like a published paper from college. And it was an in-depth look on what Mexico had to offer to the world. Kind of like what Africa offers to the world, like the lumber or whatever natural resource comes from them. Well, the article was broken down with all the medicinal stuff, all the calendar stuff, all the wisdoms and, and nature and 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 science but not science common sense right Um, that its knowledge could heal the world but it's not known it's not considered a resource having ancient knowledge of plants or having complicated math or having um, a, a, a very sophisticated way to track time is worthless to colonials It's not a resource. So, okay, don't let it be a resource for you, for us. It's power. It's sovereignty. It's health. Of course, if you're sick and you're overweight and you have issues because you eat bad food or you're addicted to bad food or you're addicted to um, bad recreational habits, which is drinking alcohol, which is something that pirates used to do just to kind of get across the ocean. You got to be more sophisticated now. This is the shift: understanding yourself, understanding your body, <clears throat> making that move to free yourself from their comfort. And that's which isn't comfort at all; it's
2: slavery. And what you just said—you're describing dreaming. Mm-hmm. All those elements it's cool. he incorporates,
0: I mean, like he's he's like your doppelganger, bro. Yeah, bro. He, it's cool to, I'm sure he doesn't have children. Or if he does, man, and he pulled that off, whew, kudos. You know, but even if you do have children, you still keep grinding. I kept grinding. I had children. You know, I kept grinding. I'm still grinding because I have my art to share. And I revolved it around our ancestors' wisdom. But when you involve our ancestors wisdom, somehow it gets politics, politicized and controversial and and you're, you know, doing something wrong. And it's not. It's just sharing information. I don't want to harm anyone. I don't care what person what a person's skin color is. What I care about is their perspective, their attitude towards humble, peaceful. Human. Who are just striving to understand their place on this Mother Earth. To understand their moment in time. and How to apply it to the community in a good way. I want you guys to hear me. Because I don't want this to be twisted up into a reverse racism type of thing. Just because you're standing up for your rights just because you have something to say and you disagree with a lot of things so uh, those are just disclaimers i am sovereign i have a voice i will speak it if it offends you i'm not doing it to offend you the only reason it would offend you is if you're infringing on my rights on my so- sovereignty and autonomy that's what we need to teach our children that's what our great ancestors, our abuelos who have passed and their recent ones. Russell memes, John Trudell, etc., etc The time is now to understand these things. Me and Armando are putting together the Patreon, which will be up soon. We're going to make these booklets and, uh, Calendar posters available on our website.
2: And from the looks of it, we might be selling some Mazatine t-shirts
0: on our website. Yeah. And some what? Web- yeah. He just texted me today. Yeah. it. it <laughs> we're putting together our curriculum. Our sovereign solution to colonial oppression. Peacefully. And
2: support the message by sharing this video on YouTube. If you're on Twitch, share the link to another friend or family member, um, visit our website. You could donate, you could purchase a t-shirt, you could purchase a hoodie. And like how zero said, we're going to be adding a lot more items, um, to our catalog, especially your mixtape. Yeah. I want to put that up this week, guys. So by tomorrow, zero's mixtape is going to be available for sale on our website, LA
0: Absolutely. And also, too, I want to uh, shout out to San Diego because we're planning on going down there to San Diego, nice. trying to set up a a, a little. We're going to do San Diego, Orange County, Los Angeles. I know Oxnard or Ventura. Modesto, San Jose. But once we confirm once we confirm the, the show in San Jose, then that's what that stuff's going to go down.
2: And I agree with that route, Zero. We have to keep it safe and and, and we don't care if 10 people show up. And expand our radius. Yeah. I don't and, care and, if it, 10 it, people it's show not up. not about going to state to state yet. Let's expand our radius and visit these cities and visit our audience and uh, have these. I always say it's not going to be a typical hip hop show.
0: No, it's not. It's going to be an opener. If, if we can get a local opener, great. A lecture, then my performance. And we want to do the first one in San Diego. So if anybody in San Diego has any uh, venues or things, something that it doesn't have to be a, a, a rock venue. I mean, a, a music venue. It could be a bookstore, um, just a place where we can land and do this stuff. Um, and we're going to do it humbly. We don't have any budget. We're, re- we're relying on you guys to buy the tickets and share the information. So if you're a fan of Valley Natives, you live in, in San Diego or the areas that I just uh, mentioned, and then if you live in areas that you feel like you can gather 20 people, 20 people is the, the target, Armando? Or what's the target?
2: Anywhere between 20 up to 75 people.
0: Okay, so 20 to 75 people, that's very, what we're looking for. Very in, intimate, this is private intimate, event. Intimate, you'll have the, the, the VIP time where it's like one-to-one, you know, signings, whatever. And then, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we're going to do it like that, humble. Because I know there's a lot of people that like message me on on, on Instagram and they want to, you know, say how this podcast has affected their life in some way. How, you know, one of these artists inspired them. One of these songs, you know, I get a lot of those messages and I know we get a lot of them on Alley Natives. So. Bro, Zero, you know, I've
2: hosted and organized some of the dopest hip hop events, right? Mm. But at the end of the day... Yeah, you get to see your favorite artist, but what do you really walk away with, mm. right? Just enjoying the music that you like, but I just think with with LA natives and the community that we serve, it's just we we have to deliver more than just that. Yeah, you know, well, we they have to deliver a, a true experience because the the message that we put on the table is is quite frankly, you know, a positive.
0: Medicine. When when you approached me to do music again or to help me put out music, you know, not to do music again, but you asked me to oh I can help you put your music out. When you invited me to the regent, I knew I was taking a journey and I wasn't gonna be monotonous with this journey. I had a lot of success with Elvu. I love El Vu. I wish El Vu could continue, but it didn't. So I had to, you know, put my medicine bag on my own shoulders and that's how This podcast came to fruition and now we have uh, Elder Masatine who has information. I knew that my journey wasn't going to be monotonous, that this time along we're going to give you tools. And these tools, if you practice them, you can apply to your life. If you understand these principles, you can apply it to your life. I'm not a preacher. I don't know it all. I'm still learning. But I know this stuff works. It's 26,000 years old. There's an intention behind that. Not to rule the planet or be a billionaire, but to be sovereign, mastering your tonal, humbling yourself to life and its sadness. It's happiness, it's disappointments, and it's triumphs all together. Once we're sovereign and stop complaining, then progress will happen. And that's our intention with this tour here. Here's the book. Here's the poster. Here's the shirt. Here's an LA native shirt. We're giving you a market support this market. Because this market's bringing information, not to overthrow the government, not to talk shit about white people, because everyone's welcome to hashtag global indigenous. Right. It's going to be a different type of.
2: Uh, it's a healing. It's purchasing, mending the wheel. Yeah. Purchasing experience. Instead of just receiving a ticket and enjoying a concert, you're going to get a T-shirt, you're going to get a CD, you're going to get a book, you're going to get some literature, poster poster. You're going to get a lecture. I mean, come on. You're going to get a
0: dope indigenous hip hop performance because best believe we're going to be bringing out a good lineup. Right. And the reason we're putting this tour together is because I'm releasing Global Pandemic on June 25th. Um, I just got to mix it, upload it, and then it should be available for streaming and download. Um, We're also working on a June 25th show in downtown L.A. Yes. um, At Indian Alley. Mm hmm. And shout out to Land Rising for, you know, exposing that place to us and Natani Means mm-hmm. for inviting us to his um, events that were there. And now it's time for us to utilize that place and create this environment where people like the, the out of town natives have a home. You know what I mean? They have yep. they could fit right in. We'll have that same market. So that's the tours: so San Diego, Orange County, Los Angeles. Hopefully we'll be on June 25th you know, and then so on and so forth, but we're working all the details out. It may be later, but if we can gather up 20 to 75 people in those cities that I mentioned, which is San Diego, Orange County, which is Santa Ana, um, Los Angeles, Los Angeles is a lock. Um, Oxnard, Ventura, Sacramento, San Jose, San Jose is a lock. We're just waiting for the date. San Jose is definitely a lock. Yeah. It's, we're just waiting for the date. So yeah, I talked to Michla Pili.
2: So oh, you I told did?
0: Him, yeah, I did. I already talked to him because he's doing the, the, the Cinco de Mayo market today and we would have went up there if there was no COVID. I'm sure he would have invited to play. I want to talk to Sub1 too.
2: Yeah. Sub1. I, I, I want to lock him in. Yeah. For this, for this mini tour that, that, that we're going to organize just to, you know, showcase good art mm-hmm. and,
0: and promote our, our podcast. I mean, yes. there's so many things that we're going to end up doing. Um, I'm just so
2: excited that Mazatine be texting me here and there, you know, just
0: just goes to show, man. Like he he definitely values our community and you guys, LA natives that 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 came through for him when he first got here and and uh, or and continue to buy his books from his website and his and the posters from the website. Uh, He's a one man show. So we're trying to talk to him in terms of getting things consistent, getting plans organized so that. It, there can be a positive outcome <laughs> Let's get the Patreon going And let's figure out
2: that, that episode all, all we need is a scaffold or a big ladder mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to your parking lot We'll lay the map down Yep. And it's going to be such an amazing Patreon episode
0: Yeah, and there's going to be Hopefully 13 of them yeah. Where we're going to work on 13 episodes That you can re-watch Re-watch Master, learn, by the book by the poster Giving you something this isn't sensationalizing my music. My music contributes to the information. Contributes to the community. That's what I want my music to be. That was the journey when I took the stage on, two, on 2019 at the Regent Theater. I knew I had to leave something with this time around. That If my music made movement, which it has and it's going to and it's done... I was going to take this information and I I was going to hook up with Masatine, And I I had talked to Masatine five years ago about this. Right. It just wasn't in place. Now it's in place. Now it's executing time. Now it's discipline. Now it's intention. Because ultimately we want one thing. We want our own sovereignty. And I don't mean like get off my land kind of thing. I mean, the confidence to tell someone, hey, you know what? Don't, don't, do, don't cross my boundary. Right? I'm a human, and I'm going to respect you as a human, but don't cross my boundary. In a good way. With firm tone. Because you need to have a firm tone, and you need to have your feet grounded on this land. For your children. And for their children's children. That's what they talked about when you take care of the seven generations. Do your best. No one is. I hate using that term. No one is perfect. But let's destroy the the perspective of perfection. And create your own. Whatever it is. Enough judging each other. Enough dividing. It's time to implement. Execute for our next 7 generation because there's a big intention that our ancestors gave us which is this Aztec calendar and it's 18 minute 80 80 18 minute increments there's a lot of information here and the Patreon is where it's going to be at we're leaving something for you this time around it's not sensationalizing music so Know when you come on Alley Natives, I'm not, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your spirit. I'm looking what you're going to leave, what you, what information and what inspiration are you going to guide this community to. That's where we're at, healing, mending the wheel, doing our little part, being firm with our little, what Mazatine says, ilito, and his teacher said, Directly to his son. That's your connection. Private connection. How sovereign are you going to be? How humble are you going to be? How connected are you going to be? To yourself. And everything around you. We'll see you next Wednesday. LA Natives. I love you.